Would you like to connect with experienced finance and accounting professionals for mentorship and career advice? Do you want to hear how the leaders in your profession got where they are now? Are you looking for a networking space, especially for the finance and accounting community? Then FEI Engage is the place for you. FEI Engage is the only community and content hub focused strictly on finance and accounting. It gives you access to the wisdom and experience of long-tenured professionals so you can make savvy decisions about your future. Visit www.financialexecutives.org forward slash FEI hyphen engage or click on the link in this episode's show notes to learn more. This is Olivia Berkman, and welcome to the FEI Weekly Podcast. Job interviews can be stressful for even the most seasoned professional, but there are many things we can do to help us feel prepared and confident. Today's episode features Maureen Wilner, the founder and CEO of the Wilner Group. In this excerpt from the FEI Engage Job Search Bootcamp, Maureen shares her best tips for interviewing to put you in the best position for landing the job offer. We're going to jump into our next session, and then I promise we are going to take a five-minute break before our third session. So now we're going to move on to interviewing tips. So I'd like to introduce Maureen Wilner. Maureen is the CEO and founder of the Wilner Group, a professional staffing and talent management firm with three business offerings, executive and retained search, contingent and temporary and contract project engagements. Maureen, thank you so much for joining us today. We're excited about your presentation. Thank you so much. It's really great to be here. So, Elisa, I have to tell you, I even walked away with some information. So thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm going to actually build on many of the comments that you spoke about. Um, so I. Uh, As Elisa also said, I do want this to be an interactive discussion. So if there are questions, you know, as she said, put them in the chat. We'll get to those. Absolutely. Um, So I'd like to walk through what we're going to cover today. Uh, So uh, we do have a goal, um, actually, and uh, hopefully we can get to that at the end of this. We're looking at our oops or mistakes that I see very often. I'm preparing for the interview and uh, some challenges and obstacles that you might face throughout the big day, which is when you're going to shine like a superstar and the next steps. So, yes, the goal at the end of the day is to get a job offer. So having this confident interaction with your potential employer will get you there. Uh, However, you need to stand out during the interview. So it means leaving an unforgettable impression that can lead to the hiring. It's not easy to do, but after today, hopefully you can accomplish that. You know, the company may take an interest in how much you know about the organization and your inspiration for applying for the role. So mastering the art of interviewing like a pro is essential not only for securing a job opportunity, but for also uh, building meaningful connections. Um, So we are gonna walk into this interview with confidence and understanding everything about your resume that Elisa just shared. Um, But we wanna wanna walk away with a job offer in uh, 
And to do this, you must be confident and memorable because you are like everyone else that's walking through the door. You have the same skills and and now it's your time to show how you can be different and separate yourself. So some of the mistakes that I've seen throughout um, is the lack of preparation. And so the preparation is is uh, quite big, right? So if you think about what you have to do, you have to research the company, you need to know everything about the role that you're applying for, you want to make sure that you have enough information so that you can make an educated decision as to whether or not you want to work for this company. You know, this is a two-way street, just keep that in mind, that they obviously are interviewing you, but you are interviewing them as well. So understand what the organization's mission, values, products, services, um, even recent news or developments that might be available. Uh, these are all really important things for you to capture in, in your preparation so that you can thoroughly walk through uh, the job, your, your experiences, and um, you know, just make sure that, that you know what you're talking about. It's really important to prepare. Um, poor verbal and non-verbal communication can be harmful. You know, um, Elisa mentioned that you need to know essentially your resume inside and out. It's fair game. So whatever is on your resume, you need to be able to speak to in depth. So don't embellish, don't overemphasize anything, share the truth um, and, and just be honest about your approach. And most times you will, it'll be effective. Um, one of the other things that I see very often is not asking thoughtful questions. So what I mean by thoughtful questions are not just the simple, you know, what's the low hanging fruit that you'd like to see taken care of. It's really getting into what is happening in the organization. And we'll cover more of that as we go through. Um, and um, I just wanted to share just a small anecdote here that I experienced once with an interview where it was the head of HR was interviewing a senior accountant. And um, the, the, the building had smoked glass um, on the outside, right? So you couldn't see in, but the people on the inside could see out. Um, and that's always an interesting dynamic, right? You're walking by, fixing your hair, you're smiling at yourself, whatever the case. In this case, it probably wasn't so great. Um, this individual uh, sat in her car for a period of time and it was right outside the door uh, or the window. And um, there was you know, some smoke coming out of the window. Okay, the person is smoking, not a big deal. Um, they walked in and you know the interview was going okay. And then, not kidding you, but the person fell asleep. So I think there might've been something going on in the car, uh, totally inappropriate to do anything like that before an interview. And then on the way out, um, she couldn't find her car. So these are all impressions that are obviously lasting. Uh, you know, I could write a book uh, about interviews. This was just one that we really wanna stay away from. Um, so one of the caveats here is, you know, it really depends on how you hear about the role. So if you are working with, you know, a recruiter, internal recruiter, external recruiter, executive search firm, whatever the case, very often you're going to have more information than uh, just seeing an ad in a paper. Um, but, 
you will be able to glean some other information, which we can talk about further as well through some of your research. But, you know, you can get this word from the word of mouth, your network relationships, recruiter, job ad. You know, it really does depend on how much information you can glean. Um, but ask the questions if you are working with anyone, because they should know the answers. Um, and, you know, leverage those relationships, reach out and ask for people. So here we are, we're going to prepare for the interview. And I'm really gonna get into the basics here. Um, but how about being on time? Better yet, arrive early, take a dry run to the location prior to the interview, know where you need to park, know where you need to enter, just have everything down and ready for you to go to make a lasting impression. Because I am telling you, if you are late, you are not getting the job. Absolutely not. The other is to, uh, I strongly suggest that you bring several resumes of your, uh, several copies of your resume. And that resume should, in some fashion, reflect the job description because this is what you're applying for. So your resume should align with what you're looking for in the future. Um, now, Elisa said not to uh, or limit the amount of time that you're spending on adjusting your resume, and I completely agree. I do suggest, as she did as well, is to use some of those keywords that are in the job description in your resume as well. And these are things that should have probably already been in there, so you're really only modifying it to improve your resume as the baseline. Um, Obviously have a reliable pen and a notepad, plan on taking notes, plan on writing down questions. Do not use your phone for this. This is not a social thing. You are taking notes for a professional interview. So use a notepad. Greet the interviewer with a handshake, eye contact and a smile. What a concept. People wanna work with who they like. So always have a smile on your face and have eye contact. It's really important. If you tend to look down, it you lose confidence immediately with the interviewer. And a strong handshake is critical. It shows that you're confident in your approach. Um, finally, addressing the part, you know, I mean, I think we talk about this over and over, but it is really important. Things have changed today where we have a lot of Zoom interviews and, it doesn't mean that you could be casual on Zoom. You are still interviewing for this role where you want to make an impression. So make an impression with your, your outfit. Make sure you're prepared the day before. Understand maybe a little bit of the culture, right, by looking at their uh, the company website and seeing how they dress, if there are people uh, that you see or even looked on, looked on LinkedIn. Just get an idea of what the dress code might be. I personally feel that wearing a suit to an interview is always appropriate. So you can never not be too overdressed in an interview, in my opinion. Um, so here's one for you as well to listen and listen intentionally. Don't start planning what you're going to say next. Don't interrupt. There's nothing worse than someone who interrupts and thinks they have the answer, but they don't really because they're answering a different question that wasn't uh, posed to them. So just be really careful to listen intentionally, wait for the, the break in the, in the question and then respond. Um, 
And also finally, just be aware of your body language. We don't want slouchy, um, on in, especially on Zoom, people feel, feel like they can, you know, just relax and chill, sit back. No, no, no. You are sitting in front of your interviewer. It's really important that you impress that. Um, here's where, you know, you're going to be obviously describing your accomplishments and showcasing your strengths and in, in areas of improvement. So this is where you can speak to your resume. Um, more knowledge equals more confidence. So the more you do research, the more comfortable you'll be. Um, there's the caveat of what, as well as working with a recruiter, the recruiter should know the company and give you as much insight as possible. Um, and if not, they don't have all the answers, which is possible, uh, they should find out for you so that you can be more comfortable in the interview. And then finally, it is absolutely the most important thing. Just be honest always. If less is more in this case, which is fine if there's something that you don't necessarily want to share, less is more, but be honest. And um, I'm going to start here as well with a, a polling question. Uh, where do you go to do research for the company you've applied to? And you can select all that apply. Uh, Glassdoor, LinkedIn, their website, or Google. So I'll just give you a few seconds there. Everybody, five more seconds to answer. Okay. So it looks oh. like the majority went on the company's website. Nice. That's fantastic. Yeah, you know, Glassdoor is, is actually not a bad place to go, um, but typically I just see negative news there. So you really have to use your judgment mm -hmm. through it. Know that people that are on Glassdoor are usually disgruntled or unhappy, and that's usually what comes out there. Um, but it might give you a flavor of, of a consistent message. So if there is a consistent message, you want to know what that is. Um, LinkedIn, always a great resource as well. I think that, you know, you can go from the company to employees very simply there. And I think that's a great idea to look at all of it. So company, employees, articles, anything that you can find on LinkedIn. And it also gives you an idea of their culture as well as to what they're posting. Because um, culture is super important to me. I'm sure it is as well to you. Um, and so... Let's talk about uh, a little bit of researching the company and the interviewers uh, through their, their website, right? Because most organizations will have their employees, at least leadership, on their website. And so you now have an opportunity to go check them out um, through LinkedIn and see what they're, uh, you know, what they're responsible for, what their roles are. Hopefully their LinkedIn profile is up to date, Lisa. Otherwise, you could help them too. But in, in all seriousness, though, you get an idea of what the officers and executives are looking like in the business. And that's important for you to get a flavor so that you can react when you are sitting in front of this interviewer. You know what to feel and how, how to approach it. Um, the recent news about organization, I think, is really important as well. You, you can see what their latest achievements are, You know, maybe future goals. A lot about their culture, again, uh, is typically posted. 
These are all areas that will give you a full picture of the business and make you more comfortable and confident when you're approaching each of these individuals that you've done your research on. Um, Indeed is another place that you can do research. I didn't add that here because very often people don't go there to do research. Um, But I think here, um, I like to do some research on Indeed because I look at the, the, um, the company's jobs that they have posted uh, and if I typically see a job that's posted over and over and over, um, it's not usually the candidate or the employee. It's uh, more often the business. And so there's something going on there. And so there's a question that can be raised. Um, but doing your research will help you contextualize your interview answers. Um, with the knowledge of the organization, you'll be able to quickly tie the, your background, qualifications, and achievements back to the company. The other thing that you can do on LinkedIn is identify mutual connections. And as Elisa said as well, you can look at their education and you have an immediate connection, which is also something you can put in your back pocket. You don't want to start with that necessarily, but you know, it is something that it's depending on how you feel, if the vibe is good through the interview, you know, you can leverage a lot of this information as well. Um, so it's really important that you know the interviewer's name, um, its spelling and pronunciation, if possible. There are so many names that we don't know how to say, and it's totally fine if you don't. Simply ask the question when you finally get a chance to meet this person. I'm, I apologize. I'm really not quite sure how you pronounce your name. It's really simple, right? But people don't like to ask questions because it seems awkward or embarrassing. It's really not an, an awkward or embarrassing question because how do you know how to pronounce someone's last name? One of my dear friends, his last name, I wouldn't, I could probably spell it if I if I had to, but I worked on the pronunciation because I want to know how to introduce him when I when I do, right? So it's it's something that you should really get a grip grip on for sure. Um, so now you've studied the job description, you know who you are going to be meeting. Um, ask yourself how your qualifications and goals will align with the description. So you can discuss the relevant examples with the hiring team. So ask yourself how your qualifications and goals align with the description and or the company research that you've done. It's really important that you understand that what you're getting into, you want to know enough about the company to make an educated decision. And that's what all this research is doing for you. And when you ask these informed questions, which you're going to compare in advance, and we'll talk a little bit about that as well, ask them out loud, speak them out loud, um, because it sounds different than when you read it. Very similar to what Elisa was saying as well with the resume or a cover letter or anything else that you're writing that is going to be sent to a potential employer or someone in your network or a relationship, really anybody. Just make sure that there's no typos or anything on it. Just read them out loud and understand what you're asking so that you sound like you're an educated, you've been educated on the role. Maureen, really quick, I just I think you I think you said this, but you're usually asked in an interview, do you have any questions? Is it 
important to always have questions prepared? Is it ever okay to say, no, I'm good? Yeah, that's a great question. I am gonna I am gonna cover that, Olivia. But yes, you need to have questions. Okay. And there's a way around it as well. So we can definitely go through that. Um and so I, I do want to put out another uh polling question. It's um a little bit more around uh your job search. Um and how long do you think it is important to remain in a role to learn the job and move up or out? And I know we have a lot of early career um, or sorry, senior uh, executives on the on the Zoom as well. And so I'm assuming it's probably going to be a, a three plus. But um, I'm curious to see, you know, from from everyone here where you think it's important. Give everybody a couple more seconds to answer. Seems like actually the majority said uh, three years. Okay. Yeah, 17% of one. Okay. So, you know, consider coming out of college. This is your first year. And, you know, we all want to move up, right? We all want to progress and, and, uh, and learn, but it isn't a race. And so, you need to take the time to learn from others in the company, in your field, your supervisor or mentor. You learn from their wisdom, learn the role. As I said, it's not a race. You really wanna understand what you're doing because this is gonna be the foundation of your career. And I'm sure that Elisa would agree that if you see a resume that is a, is hoppy, it does it does raise the, the the flag to say, hmm, I wonder if there's going to be any loyalty here. How how am I going to understand if this person is really going to be here, you know, long term? Uh, how about even, you know, sticking it out and volunteering for tasks that no one else wants, right? No one really wants to do that. But guess what? If you do that, you're going to put yourself out there and you're going to be open to other opportunities and people are going to recognize that you are a team player because you're trying to help others as well and learn so you know the one year not ideal two years we figure usually 18 months is when you start to really learn a job when you really know the ins and outs and actually somebody might come to you and ask you a question because you might know the answer before that it's really not typical that someone would think of you as uh you know the thought leader in, in in this position because you haven't been there long enough three years i see a lot of three years um you know it's still fine it's okay three plus is really where you, where you gain the value where you really can offer not only to the company but to yourself you get you're gaining a lot of experience for your future so the more time you invest in your job, the more you will get out of it in the end. And it's it's obvious and it seems like common sense, but I think that very often some sometimes people feel that there's an opportunity that, oh, I want to do that because there's, you know, I'm going to be making more money or maybe I have more responsibility, whatever the case. But these are challenges essentially in your uh 
you know, in your in your background because they're going to need answers. Your resume is going to have a timeline on it and some you might feel insecure about it. So if you are changing jobs frequently, if you look at your resume and you say, gee, there has been a few, you know, let me think about my story. What can I tell to frame my quote unquote, maybe missteps um, to make them more positive? You know, the story on the resume is going to be shown already and they're going to see that and you're progressed now to your interview or you're close to it. Um, so you want to tell your story at the interview. So you want to be prepared to understand um, how you effectively communicated your value and the lessons you've learned throughout that. Uh, you know, there's there's different cultures, there's different um, responsibilities maybe you've had, but most important is self-reflection. And I, I say this because very often we think more of us ourselves than, than maybe we should and, and or maybe we're more hard on ourselves than we should be. But begin by examining all of the aspects of your background that you feel insecure about. So understand first what it is. Why are they um, potentially going to perceive, be perceived as negative and identify the positive aspects and skills that can counterbalance them? So understanding the positive spin, I want to say, on it, it helps you frame your experience in a more positive light because you have a story around it. So also, you know, develop the narrative a compelling narrative around your experience, the reasons behind your choices or circumstances, highlight the skills, knowledge, uh, experience, the growth that, that you've had, anything else that you can think of in your career progression that, that would be positive, even though you may feel they're a misstep, they may be perceived as a misstep, understand your story and get it out there during the interview. So always having your strong examples, specific examples that showcase your achievements and the impact that you've made in each role. So even though you've been there for less than two years or three years, identify your achievements and impact you've made in each one of those roles. Focus on the measurable result, results. You know, uh, the successful projects maybe that you've had, instances where you went above and beyond expectations, those examples will demonstrate your ability and value that you can bring to their organization, and it will be noted. Um, the last thing that I'd say about any kind of obstacles or, or concerns that you might have in your on your resume is to be proactive about them and to be honest about them. So frame your responses positively, explain again what you've learned from any perceived weaknesses or challenges, emphasize your commitment to growth and highlight any steps. So think about the entire picture. You need to build your story. Um, so another antidote around having uh, you know, maybe some career progression missteps or not having career, career progression on your resume. In this case, I had a senior accountant, had three job moves in seven years and remained at the same title. But here's the question. 
Is it because of lack of loyalty, poor management, little or no advancement, being underpaid? Who knows what the story is, right? So you need to tell the story. You need to be able to educate. And I think, Alisa, you might be able to chime in here on what the story might look like in a resume, because here I'm talking about it at the interview and how you're prepping for it. But how do they get to tell their story briefly in an interview? You want to jump in? Oh, so ask the question again, because I was following you, but I forgot, <laughs> I forgot yeah, the no, initial no part of the question. So, no, no worries. So in your, in your uh, presentation, you were speaking about how the resume should tell a, a bit of a story that shouldn't be bullets, right? And I'm talking about at the interview to talk about the story, because now you have a resume that might have, you know, little movement, right? You're still a senior accountant after, after seven years, but there are so many reasons that it could happen, right? Right. You know, even the company. So you could be a senior accountant at a Siemens, which is a $6 billion business. And you could be a senior accountant at the Wilner Group. <laughs> and it would be a lot different, right? It'll you be could- a $6 billion business one day. <laughs> Some year. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think I think there. what you want to do is um, pull out. So over the, the six years, what are some of the things that happen? First of all, if the company's changed and that you've managed through change, that's important. Maybe, you know, you managed through an acquisition or an integration. So you were there six years, but in that six years, maybe you've managed through several CEOs, um, board change, acquisition, um, or divestiture, or maybe completely new systems in place. So pull out some of the key things that maybe that, that happened over that time that shows why you stayed. And then you can tell that story. Well, you know, it was a really exciting time. We were acquiring a new business and I was really excited to be able to now add to, I was responsible for X, but now that we acquired that business, then I was now responsible for Y. And so it sort of, while my title changed, my responsibilities increased. And then you can say, sometimes a a nice phrase to use is even on a resume is with increasing responsibility that you held increasingly increasing responsibility and then say how. Yeah. I love it. Thank you. I knew you were (laughs) here. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, some of the things that uh, in reality, you know, on paper will be different than what you can speak to. And so when you have the opportunity to tell your story, you need to get out in front of them and tell the story. I have one more polling question. Um, And this is about what is the most important to you in your next job? Increased compensation, the ability to grow and take on more responsibility, leadership. And what I mean by that is that you're looking for a leader that you can be mentored by and learn how to be a good leader yourself and location. Um, I'm curious about this. Mm, So am I. (laughs) (laughs) Couple more seconds. Five more seconds. Okay. 
So it looks like mostly the ability to grow and take on more responsibility followed by leadership. Okay, awesome. That's a great answer. I love that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really great. Yeah, you know, listen, money's important to all of us, right? We all make a lot of money. Um, But we have to think about how our experience aligns with the job requirements and expectations and be honest about it to yourself. You know, some some of us might be wanting to take a step back and so compensation isn't as important to us or really it is understanding um, more about what the company can offer in the long run. So maybe it's not just today that the compensation is, isn't as important, but you see the future in this company being, being long and, and thoughtful. Um, the, the caveat here is that if you are working with a recruiter, you have to be honest with your expectations of compensation. Um, one of the things that we like to ask uh, all of our candidates as we are presenting them for opportunities is, you know, give us an idea of what your compensation expectations are. But you know, what's your minimum? What would you make? What, what would you make the move for? You know, what would be okay and you'd be happy about? But then, what would make you really ecstatic? And I'd like to get three numbers because I want to know that you're going to be running towards that door to be really excited or you're going to be like, hmm, okay, I guess that's not going to make anybody happy. So when you're honest with the recruiter, they can negotiate for you. So you have to be prepared to understand what the role is, though. And if it's if it's not aligning with your experience and expectations, then it's not the right job for you. Um, how about, let's say, thinking about applying for a role that might be a stretch? How do you get ready for that? Um, you know, I personally think that we should all be stretched, but maybe not in our, our in our job initially, right? I mean, you want to have some experience that you can come into and feel comfortable that you can accomplish what you need to accomplish for your employer. Um, But the stretch is always, you know, it's a good thing, right? A challenge is good, but failure is not. So you want to be challenged, but you want to be prepared as well. So that should come with your, your, um, your experience. Highlight the experience where you've demonstrated your ability to analyze data or identify trends, uh, providing insights that might, you know, they might be informed strategic decision-making uh, decision. Um, sorry, they might be informed decisions that you can help make because you are a strategic thinker. So you're you're pushing yourself a little bit out of the box. Uh, you should develop leadership skills and lead cross-functional t- teams. Um, talk about how you manage complex projects, mentor junior colleagues, um, Building effective relationships with both the financial and non-financial stakeholders are really important. And understanding that your language might be a little bit different than others. Uh, So just be prepared not to use those acronyms as Elisa mentioned before. Um, You may also look into other certifications. You know, if you don't have your CPA or MBA or your certified management accountant CMA certification. There are tons and tons of certifications. So if you're looking for a stretch, maybe it's an opportunity now for you to to approach them and tell them that you're going to be 
uh, you know, getting your, your MBA shortly, but it shows that you are, you want to improve yourself as well and help the company in the end. Um, the other thing that, that I would suggest that you do, uh, if you are looking for a role that might be a little bit of a stretch is to leverage your network. So, you know, seek the mentorship. Obviously, FEI is a fantastic place to, to leverage um, current and former employers, employees, networks. Just cultivate those relationships, seek guidance, and ask for help. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Everyone wants to help everyone. You know, if you're, you're good people, you want to help good people. So we leadership seems to be one of the most important things that everybody wants to see in a company. And good leadership is crucial, obviously, because it impacts and sets the tone, provides direction, influences every aspect of the organization. And, you know, effective leaders are not only, uh, they not only drive growth and success, but also create a positive and productive work environment that attracts and retains talented individuals like yourselves. So Jack Welsh, former CEO and chairman of GE, um, he, he wrote, before you are a leader, success is all about growing yourself. When you become a leader, success is all about growing others. So as you see a leader and you may or may not want to adopt how they are leading, just think about if they're helping you grow or if it's really about them. Um, so we talk a little bit about a location, and I know that that seems to be the, the least important uh, for many, but it is real. Uh, you know, there are positions that we have that are hybrid and on site. And I'm going to say that I hope no one is offended here, but I think the remote work, unless you're Amazon or Google, uh, is going to be probably no longer. Um, most of my clients, in fact, are bringing their employees back four or five days a week. And so while they may have started bringing individuals in at the end or tail end of COVID, where it really, you know, there was more of a hybrid, it was still important that they are living close enough to commute. And even for the executives in the room, you know, I think it is important that you put the location on your resume so that recruiters can identify where you where you are. Because even though you could be the CFO or COO or CTO of a, of a company, uh, the likelihood of you spending long hours are pretty great uh, in the office. And so you probably want to have some uh, local uh, home so that you don't have to be driving too far. Think about the winter days in the Northeast um, with snow and rain, you know, you have, uh, I'm, you know, I'm from New Jersey, um, and no one in New Jersey knows how to drive in the rain and the snow. So, uh, it takes, was 30 minutes. Now it's an hour and a half, uh, commute and you know, that's not great. So just really be honest with yourself because the role, if it's hybrid, it may go to on site. And you're going to be having a long commute every day. So make sure that it's within a commutable distance for you. Uh, it's really important to get that out. Okay. Um, one other thing here. Let's see. How am I doing with time? Oh, my gosh. Still I haven't even gotten to the interview yet. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> real quick. 
dealing with company uh, negative company news. Uh, I want to bring this up because this is something that can be very real, but it it does not have to deter you from going to this company on an interview. Make sure you have re reputable sources that you gather your accurate information from. And if you are very interested in this company, but you read something recently that there's been some legal issues, address it. Open-ended questions. I came across some news about XYZ companies, recent legal issues. Can you provide any insights or clarification on how the company is addressing those concerns? Be honest and upfront. It helps you build the rapport with the interviewer as well. And then listen, listen uh, um, actively. So understand what their uh, response is, gauge their reaction to the question. Their response is gonna provide you with valuable insights into the company's viewpoint on the matter. So, okay, let's go to the big day. It's your day to shine. Um, Important one second, sorry. Uh, so here we are. You are prepared. You are confident and you know what's going on. You're excited about the role. Let's show it. Let's dress the part, the, sh the handshake, the smile, eye contact, mirror your interviewer, take notes and write down questions. One of the questions uh, that we had earlier, uh, Olivia, you mentioned, is it okay not to have questions? It is absolutely not okay not to have questions. Um, so you can you can ask some informed questions like, can you describe important projects that you're working on now? What skills does a candidate need to perform well in this role? What would you hope I accomplish in the first 90 days in this position? This is a really good question because you're going to take a note to this. Um, and when you can uh, hopefully come back for your final round, this will be a point that you're going to want to cover because you're now going to have an answer to that question that, that you will give to them. This is how I would approach the 30, 60, 90 day. Um, what are some qualities that describe the most successful employees in your company? Training opportunities that you offer? Does the company evaluate the performance of employees? Think about that for a moment. Do you want to know that you're being evaluated? Yes, the answer is yes. You want to know that you're being evaluated and you want it to be transparent. So you want to know that they're doing a performance evaluation on you. And they want, and you want to make sure that they have a mapping plan that you've helped with so that you can get through your targets to achieve the next level if that's, if that's really your career path. Um, so storytelling is my favorite thing. I, I mentioned that a little bit earlier. It's a very, very powerful tool during interviews. So you're not simply listing your bullet points again and, and your achievements. You're incorporating relevant anecdotes and narratives that showcase your abilities and experiences. So engaging with storytelling will obviously help you make a memorable impression on the interviewer. Um, the the STAR method during interviews or is very helpful. It's a situation, task, action, and result. So understanding your situation or, and, uh, or context and explaining where you were when it happened, it sets the stage for your response. It helps the interviewer understanding your background as well. Um, explain the task and the challenge. 
that you were facing? Be specific about the role, responsibilities, what you were expected to achieve. The action is described, the actions that you took to address the task. Focus on your personal contributions and the steps that you took. So earlier, I believe Elisa mentioned the I and we. I and we are, are somewhat in, uh, interchangeable, but not on an interview. Um, when you think about what you did, it's your response. You took the responsibility. Use I. If it is a group uh, effort, then it is a we. But if you're asked if what was the situation that you did and what was the action that you took, it is definitely an I. Be very, very clear with that because it is something that I hear from my clients, if they are asked, if a, if a candidate is asked, tell me a little bit about what you've done to uh, improve the accounting function. Uh, you're the, the, the close end. And it's a we done, we've done this and we've done that. It's not as impactful as I. So I've designed a process that has improved the month end close from 10 to seven days. So be very specific in what you've done. Um, let me see what else can I say. So other some some other common questions you may be asked. Obviously, can you tell me about yourself? Um, so here, <laughs> this is always a little interesting because some people can go off on uh, a tangent and you want to be very kind of clear and concise here. You just want to begin by mentioning where you are now before briefly explaining how you've advanced to the current position. So for an example, I would say something like currently, I am a senior accountant and responsible for the month end close. In my prior role as a staff accountant, I honed my technical accounting skills to effectively manage the entire process, allowing me to close our books in seven days. Because of my ability to improve the process and educate my peers, they looked upon me as their team leader. As an accountant, I'm highly motivated and driven to support and improve where necessary the accounting function. And in confident, I am ready to take on managing and mentoring others. So you're starting with where you were, you went back to where you honed your skills, and then you came back to where you are now and where you want to be in the future. Uh, greatest strengths and weaknesses are always another one um, that kind of mm, make people uncomfortable very often. So when you think about this, just respond with your best technical and soft skills. Discuss your weaknesses, but try to choose the area where you've already taken steps to improve them. Um, and, you know, when you think about this, you're using this approach to be positive and add a positive aspect to a question that could potentially be negative. So you should always turn your weaknesses into strengths. Um, so here are a few questions that uh, you may be asked as well. You know, why do you want this position? You want to demonstrate your genuine interest and why here. So. I've done my research on both the job and the company, and I'm excited to be a part of a growing company where I can continue to hone my analyst skills and foster relationships to continue to grow and learn. Uh, why are you leaving? You need to be honest. Just be careful not to throw any other prior employer or person under the bus. You never want to burn a bridge. You just want to be honest to a point 
and then simply move on. Um, you will also want to explain how your uh, your cultural fit and what you can bring to the table. You want to give exact and give specific examples to those. Um, so if you were a kitchen tool, what would you be? Hmm, okay, so that's critical thinking skills. That's what they're looking for there, and they want to know how well you think on your feet and how quickly you can answer. So think about uh, think about how <laughs> what kind of um, kind of kitchen kitchen uh, tool you might might want to be. Um, one of the things that is really important is to know when to ask for a timeout during an interview. It's completely acceptable. If you don't know how to answer a question or you need to formulate the answer, take a deep breath and confidently ask the interviewer to repeat the question and or clarify the question. I mean, it's fine to say, I don't understand if you would kindly repeat. It, it doesn't mean that you're not listening. It doesn't mean that you're not aware it just means that you need a moment to put your your answer to to uh together so that you sound uh you know reasonable in answering that question and then don't be shy about asking about next steps so um very often you leave oh everybody's so happy great you did a great job you know you seem like a perfect fit when can you start um things like that but ask about next steps What's the next step in your process if you're not familiar? If you're not working with the recruiter, you're not going to know. The recruiter should know what the next step is. You're going to have two or three interviews. It's a long process, whatever the case. But if you're not working with an interview, you need to ask about it. What you know, how many, where do I fit? Where am I in line with any of the other candidates? Am I your top choice? When would I hear back from you? And be specific about it. So now you're done with the interview and you're going to send a thank you note. And so the thank you note is going to uh, be very thoughtful and you are going to reread and reread. I have had, unfortunately, a situation where a candidate had a job offer in hand and sent a thank you note. And it was such a lovely thank you note, really from the heart, very interested in the role, very genuine. And the last sentence, it was a template, apparently. And in the last sentence, he said, I look forward to joining ABC company. And meanwhile, is XYZ company. And they pulled the offer because it was a role, it was an analyst role. And if they can't read their thank you note and be positive of who, which company they're applying to, we don't want them. They pulled the offer. So please reread, read it aloud, have someone else read it, send it to your recruiter, which is what I do now. All of those filter through me so that I can read it and make sure there are no uh, typos or, or mistakes. So I hope that I gave you enough information. I think I'm I'm going to wrap up. I don't know if there were any questions or any points that anyone wanted to make. Happy to answer anything. Thank you, Maureen. I did have one question, and you did touch on this, but um, when you brought up what type of kitchen utensil, um, what about those really like wacky questions? Um, 
and and I totally appreciate that it's appropriate to say, you know, if you don't mind, I'd like to just think about that question for a moment. But if you're really drawing a blank and it's again, like it's a wacky question, not a question that you you know should have been prepared for. Um, what do you do in that situation? Like you can't come up with something witty or or you don't really know where they're going with it. What can you do? Just just be honest about yeah. it. I mean, this is where your personality comes out, right? And you're you're in an awkward position. <laughs> I would probably just say something like, gee, hmm, I'd have to think about that. Yeah. There's so many things that I think I could relate to, you know, and maybe make a, a little joke about it or something. But at the end of the day, this is not the most important question, right? Exactly. And and Olivia, you know, you said earlier you if you don't come with questions what do you do Mm. you know you should be prepared with questions but very often what i find is that there are the questions that you've prepared have already been answered throughout Mm. the interview process right and so you don't have anything new so make a note that one of the things one of the questions that you've had written down is important to you make a note that it was answered and simply repeat Oh, I under you know you. I did have several questions, and actually, you've answered mess, many of them. There is one though that I'd like to really di- dig into or drill mm. down into, and go to that question and really dig into it. I know that you said that the company's culture is you know this, um, or I know that you said that this role is re- is uh, you know going to be responsible for the month end close. Can you dig into a little bit more about the process around that and what my part may be in that? Mm-hmm. So just drill into the questions that you've had because the, uh, I'm sure that they've answered most, but you need to have something to come back with. Yeah. Ultimately, there's really no excuse to not have to not ask the interviewer a question. Um, even yeah, even if it means saying, can you tell me more about that? Exactly. One question in the chat, how do you respond to you are overqualified for this role if you're being told that in the interview? Yeah, well, if you are overqualified for the role, you should know that up front. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be in an interview with that position, right? Because, you know, I wonder why why you'd be in, why right. you want this role if you're overqualified. Or well, uh, why they let you in the door. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it really doesn't often, it doesn't happen that often. I've never really had that unless it's a new role. And so mm-hmm. maybe it's a way for the company to get out of. You have too much experience. We don't trust that you're going to stay here because the next role that comes along that's aligned with your experience, you're going to head out the door. Mm-hmm. Or you may, you know, it, <laughs> You really should not be, you need to align your job. You need to align your experience with the job. Right. You know, unless it's a part-time role or you're taking a step back and you're a CFO and you want to help out a company just because you want to help them out and be the controller for an interim period of time, that's all well and good, but it's not, it's not okay to apply to a role that you are over, like seriously overqualified for. It just doesn't make sense for anyone. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed. Well, Maureen, thank you so much again. This was very informative. And I think a big takeaway for me is preparation is key. Mm-hmm. 
And, you know, I love what you said, the idea of doing a test run. Um, There's so much anxiety leading up to an interview and the idea of checking out how long it actually takes to drive there, the parking situation. It sounds silly, but like knowing those things ahead of time can help ease so much anxiety, I think. I think a lot of people worry about that part of it, making sure that you're there on time and the logistics of it. So um, I think that was great advice. And and then, of course, another big takeaway is asking about next steps. I think that's not only does it help you understand, it also really shows your interest in in getting the job. Exactly. 